0: Welcome to the City Women Podcast. Today, we are featuring a conversation we had at our City Women event in October of 2023. We interviewed three lovely women and discussed the topic of enduring through every season. Over the next few weeks, we'll be picking that conversation back up with each of them. But for now, let's jump right in. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you so much. I'm Mary. This is Ashley. This is your first City Women event. This is your first time at City Church. We are so thrilled that you're here yet. And we're gonna talk a little bit about endure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it doesn't sound like a good word, but we're going to prove to you that it is. Yes. So the first thing we want to show you is the um, vision and mission for city women. We want to put that up on the screen we've been talking
1: about this year. Ashley, I'll let you. Yeah. I'll you let want me you. to read it? Read it. Yep. Oh. She wrote it, so she gets to read it. All right. I'm going to have to step back. I know. All right. So city women, that's us. That's what we're doing here. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower women to be rooted in Christ and community, to grow in the knowledge of God and his ways, to flourish in fruitfulness for the benefit of others, and to endure through all seasons of life. If you guys have seen the sweatshirts that we have available tonight, you will notice all three of those words, rooted, grow, flourish, and endure, are on them. And those are really, it's our vision, it's our mission, it's what we want to accomplish when we come together in the things that we do throughout the year. That's right.
0: And we started out the beginning of the year really talking about being rooted, and then we talked about growing last time we talked about flourishing, and how about it's it's for others, and tonight we're going to talk about Endure, and the scripture we wanted to read to you is out of Colossians, and starting in verse 9. Good, that is correct. Okay. So, we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. Ashley and I have not stopped praying for you, City Women, we love you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of His will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power, so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy. Always thanking the Father, he has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. And that's We're praying that over you, but we want to speak that over you tonight. That is what we are talking about tonight. Endurance is a good thing. We want to last through all the seasons of our life and be strong.
1: Yeah. I tried to find, like, a good definition of endure, like a a biblical definition. Let's see how we do. Okay. Okay, you start. (laughs) Um, Well, so some synonyms that you would see throughout the Bible would be to persevere, to be steadfast, patient, all of those things. Um, and then the definition that I found was maintaining Christian faith through the trying times of life or in every season. Oh, I like that.
0: The other word, like if you look in the King James mm-hmm. for here, is long-suffering. Yes. Which also doesn't sound very exciting. No. But I had the same words. But then I also looked up another word in the Bible. It wasn't from this particular scripture that talks about endure. And it talked about to hold up or to sustain. And the idea was it was like an erect, like a tree, right? Standing up really strong and firm throughout the storms of life, it is still standing firm. That's the endurance that we are talking about, not the... Well, we're just gonna endure. Bear through it. And to the end, we're gonna suffer. Yeah. No, we are talking about the endurance where you're standing strong and flourishing throughout mm-hmm. all the seasons of your life. Mm-hmm.
1: I like the tree imagery. I was gonna bring that up as well. Go for it. Because you'll probably notice all the things that we do here really do have a lot to do with leaves and trees and flowers, and that's intentional because that is, we see the cycle, and the, the grow, the rooted grow, flourish, and endure. It's a cycle, it's a process, They all happen at the same time, but I would say that endure in particular can't happen without the other three. And so it is the fact that, you know, if you imagine a tree being deeply well-rooted adds to uh, the strength of the tree and then it's gonna grow, it's healthy, it's gonna grow and it's gonna flourish and all those things happen and then the tree endures through winter. You know, it's fall, the leaves are falling right now and the trees are getting ready to go through a season of enduring. It's not necessarily a flourishing season, but it's still alive and still growing underground and doing all the things that it needs to do to be healthy and well-rounded.
0: And this is throughout your whole life. This is not like you're just going to have a season of rooting and growing. That's not really what it's about. Throughout your whole life, whether you are a student, you know, you're in school at this point, or you are Um, a brand new mom, or you are an empty nester, or you have lived a long and beautiful life, you're one of our classics, All, all and everything in between, there is endurance, there is growing, there is rooting, there is flourishing for you. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna talk about all the seasons of life. We're gonna
1: talk, we're gonna try.
0: Yeah, we'll do our best, <laughs> and we'll fill in the gaps. I don't, have anything else. I don't have anything else. Okay, well, we have a panel of three beautiful ladies who are going to come up, and they're going to speak to us if you guys want to start making your way to the stage.
1: You guys can go ahead and give them a, <laughs> give them a oh, round yes. of applause. Give them some applause.
0: Encouragement, encouragement. Yes. Like if it was you. <laughs> okay. Are you guys having a good time? I mean, you have cupcakes. How can you not be having a good time, right? Okay. Ladies, thank you, thank you, thank you. Jerry, you've got the mic, so I guess you get to start. <laughs> okay, we're gonna we're gonna have them introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about the season of life that here I'll take it. The season of life that they're in. I'm gonna this is gonna help me out. This is great. Okay. So we're gonna start with this lovely lady right here. Okay. I think it's ready
2: to go. Ready to go. Oh look at all these beautiful ladies out here. Um and there's several of my Pahuska pimps on top, <laughs> Okay, I'm Jerry Groves, and uh, um, we've been, my husband and I, Tom, have been attending uh, City Church for, um, I think it's seven or eight years. I've lost track, but uh, um, we've been excited to be a part of the Pahuska campus, part of the launch team, and uh, so that's kept us busy the last couple years. Hi,
3: I'm Tressa Cruz, and my husband and I have been here at the church for 12, 12 years, and um, he is actually on staff here at the church. I, um, We have four beautiful boys, and I work full-time, so we're kind of navigating the whole working plus supporting plus raising kids, and that's kind of the, the, the life that we're living right now. And Tressa, your kids range from, is it? 13. Okay, so 5,
4: 6, 9, 13. Pray for her. <laughs> my name is Dorothy Cola, and I've been at City Church for a few years now. Um, I came with my youngest daughter. She joined the youth group. She's a big joiner. She's the one that drags me out of my shell, takes me to all the things. That's how I ended up at Taylor Swift concert earlier this, this year with her. So, um, I have three, uh, three kids. I have a 23-year-old, a 21-year-old, and a 19-year-old, and I am a brand-new empty nester. Congratulations. Thank you.
0: <laughs> and then Ashley. Oh, you want to? Yeah, what, okay. tell us about you. Yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My name is Ashley. Um, yeah, we live in Pawhuska. I've got three kids, 10 how old are they? 10, 13, and 15. So I'm like in the teenage years, no longer little, little baby mom. But now my kids are growing up. My daughter went to visit her first college today. So I feel like I'm on the cusp of a a brand new season. Um, But yeah, that's kind of my season, I guess. Yeah. Um, I work here.
0: (laughs) I'm also an empty nester. Um, my daughters are 22 and 25, and my oldest son is married, so I also have a son-in-law, and I do not have grandchildren. Jerry, you have some grandchildren, don't you? Eleven. She has 11 grandchildren. <laughs> bless, bless. We still can't beat Kathy Roundtree, who has great-greats. Or great- yes. Great-great-greats? I don't know. I know she has a lot of them. She has a lot of them. Anyway. Okay, ladies, I want to get started with our first question. So whoever wants to tackle what does it look like for you to endure in this season of life, the one that you're in right now?
2: I can, I guess. Okay. Jerry's brave. <laughs> well, I guess I would be in what's called a classic and or senior citizen or elderly or whatever you But anyway, you would think that in this season of our lives, my husband and I, that we would be all settled down and, and uh, we'd be... Uh, Uh, Going fishing, strolling the beaches of Florida, and seeing the sunset and sunrise on the lake. And but the past few years have been a little different than that for us, and uh, because God uh, called us to do other things. And uh, we, uh, Tom and I, have been married about 21 years. And it's been a really big adventure. And if you know Tom Groves, you can understand why I say it was a big adventure. But anyway, in our early years of our marriage, uh, we were going to church on the move and and, uh, did a lot of volunteer work at Camp Dry Gulch. And uh, um, we uh, learned that the general, uh, Pastor Roy Evans, wanted to start a church in uh, prior. And we were super excited about that. And so we did, and, and we we're part of that that launch team, and it was it's so sweet, really, being a part of the church from the very beginning, <laughs> and uh, seeing lives changed, and and uh, um, people being baptized, and the church growing, and it's just it's an awesome thing. And so when we started attending uh, City Church. Uh, Pastor Jamie zeroed in on us a- in the lobby, and he was uh, asking us questions, and we explained about how um, we had been starting this church in prior, North Star Church, and and he said, well, you know, you, you might be interested in the fact that we're going to be starting another campus in Pawhuska, and you might want to be in on that, so um, so that we, you know, we Thought about that a long time. We prayed about it and we wanted to do it. And uh, so uh, we ended up putting our house, which was like our dream house, really, it was a beautiful house up for sale, selling it. And we didn't have any property in Pasca. We didn't have, you know, and we had even bought this kitchen. We bought this kitchen that these people wanted to remodel, and we didn't have a house to put it in. So <laughs> The endurance, the enduring thing of my story, and I'll try and make this a little brief, is that all the struggles and and the Hamptons are part of that too. Carrie Hampton, my good friend, you know, looking looking for property, wanting to be so badly in Pahuska. and uh, we finally bought a house in an auction, and uh, um, Tom was busy working on it, and then he had a motorcycle accident, and. That was that was tough. He ended up having four surgeries, and the work on the house had to stop completely. So, anyway, um, we we stayed with it. We stuck with it. Um, I want to. I just wanted to say that that you have to even in the hard times. You know, when things look really bad, you have to trust. You have to trust God that that He's going to bring you through. And uh, so, that's that's my my story of endurance.
1: But you have to like finish the story. You guys moved in and now you are official Pahuska residents as of this but, week.
2: I mean, the big deal is that after all this time and then the past three years, and it's our anniversary, Pahuska anniversary, this Sunday, we're celebrating that. We are finally moved to Pasca. We just moved this past week. I
3: think to answer your question on how to I endure in this season. It might be kind of short and sweet, but honestly, just really one day at a time, and sometimes it's one moment at a time. I mean, when you have small kids, and your kids are growing up, and you're working, and you're, you know, being the supportive wife, and all of the things that you have kind of going on, I think, honestly, it's it's one day at a time, and that's sort of where I met even this month. It's been kind of a crazy month, and I'm just like, okay, The Lord got me through this, all right, Lord, I need your help through this, okay? I need your help. I just, I need your help getting through homework tonight with these kids, all right? I need your help, Lord, getting through bath time. And then, you know, just sometimes it's literally one, just moment by moment by moment. And the awesome thing about, you know, our relationship with the Lord is, He cares about those little details too. He cares about bedtime routines, He cares about the big things of moving houses and buying cars and your marriage and all of that. He cares about it all. And, you know, when you have this relationship with him, it just sort of, it just makes life smoother. It's not easy. Past few years have been rough, they've been hard, and we've walked through some things, but just that peace, you know, moment by moment, and just knowing that it's okay to do moment by moment sometimes, and to surround yourself with people to do those moments with. And I think that has been such a important part as well as walking through this life, is surrounding yourself, and I love that the church does the mentor program here, and um, you know our small groups and things like that. And I'm not doing like a plug, but I am doing a plug. If you're not a part, please be a part because that's what the Lord wants. You know, for you to be able to do those small moments with people. And so, yeah, I think right now in this season of life, it's it's moment by moment, it's day by day. And next thing you know it's like, "Oh my gosh, look where we're at." You know, we were here this we were we were here this this last year and look where look how much God has brought us through. And um, so yeah, I think it's okay to be in that season of life too where you're just believing God for, you know, to get the kids to school on
4: time.
2: <laughs> so so true.
4: I love that. So I I was dreading My youngest leaving the nest and suddenly having a whole house to myself. I'm a single mom, I've been single for six years and so I've been a full-time mom. Very hands-on, very involved in my kids' lives. All the things, right? The birthday parties and the field trips and the homeroom mom stuff. And I loved every minute of it. So the weeks and months leading up to the kids moving out and going out on their own were terrifying. am i gonna do my life has lost purpose i may as well just move into a nursing facility my life is over i'm just there's nothing left for me to do i have done it all but i have found so much it's coming so much (laughs) peace and so much joy in this season and i think some of the things that helped me endure are um really valuing my friendships and investing in my friends which we did for so long but now it's just on a different level like we are just we're ride or die so that's been a lot of fun and Mary and I were laughing about this a few weeks ago, but I, there was one of my first nights at home and everyone was gone and I'm you know, getting ready for bed. And I crawl into bed and I'm not sleepy, but I still am in that mom mode where you feel like you have to be quiet because it's bedtime, okay, which is ridiculous. The whole house is mine. I pay the mortgage. And I lay there and I thought, I could make a chicken pot pie right now. I could break dance naked in the living room right now. No one is gonna see me. No one is going to stop me. Sorry, Julia. I know it's gross. Um, <laughs> but I think it's just the attitude of embracing that season with joy. And there's, there's a lot of fear. But for the most part, it became this, it's become this super fun um, era where I'm embracing freedom, not loneliness, not sadness, but I'm free. And so once I think my brain wrapped around that, that idea that it's not just, oh, it's over. It's like, whoa, what is next? So I love to tra- to travel. I take a road trip by myself every summer. I just pick a city and go. I love to explore. I'm a big nerd. I like I go to the library in another city. Like, that's fun to I me. I'm a teacher. This is what we love. So museums, I usually try to take a class in every city that I visit. So you kind of just have to embrace what you love. For me, owning the things that I love and not comparing, you know, with other people what they like to do. I mean, for me, a good time is like turning on some Motowning in organizing the pantry. That is like the best night ever. So I don't know. That's mine. That's my joy. That's what I love to do. So I think it's just knowing yourself and really knowing what brings you joy. And you just fill your life with as many good things and good people as, as you can find. You have to keep your eyes open for those things. But anyway.
1: What was the original question? Oh yeah.
4: What does
0: it look like for you, Ashley, to endure in this season of life?
1: Um, I would say that I feel like I'm in an easy season of life right now. I do have like teenagers and all that, but they're at school. I'm at home. I work from home. I, um, I have, like all day to myself. <laughs> so I do feel like I'm in a little bit of a different season, but that doesn't mean that there aren't like hard times or uh, weeks or whatever that, that can become a lot, especially in ministry and uh, with Jamie, my husband, and you know he's busy a lot. And so I just think, um, for me personally, what helps me endure is um, is like quiet time, is not just me doing whatever I want, but um, making sure that I have time with God in the word. Um, but then also the things that I enjoy to do as well. Whatever that might be, it could be something small. it could it's usually not anything big, um, just on a daily basis. But I keep it really simple. Um, so my answer is a little different because I'm in a, a little bit of a different season. I feel like I'm, I'm not in that enduring season, if that makes sense. Wow. Yeah.
0: Well, we can go to the library with Dorothy. That's yes. Great. Yeah. We'll do that. I would love That's that. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay um, let me ask you, what spiritual practices do you have in place to help support you in this season? Tressa, you kind of talked a little bit about that. Ashley, you talked a little bit. What spiritual practices are important to you in this season?
3: Me? Yeah, sure. Well, I think for me, I mean, I would be, it'd be wonderful for me to get up here and be like, I wake up at five in the morning and I get my cup of coffee and, Tell I, us do the truth. and Tell I do this and I do that. Truth. And it's just not the case. It is not the case. So. Right now, where we are, where I met, where my husband and I, where we're at in this life, and what all that we have to do, it varies. And I'm, I, I want to be authentic, and I want to be real up here, and just say, like, there are days it doesn't happen. However, when you walk with the Holy Spirit and you walk with Him closely, it always happens. So yes, there are days where I may not have 30 minutes, 45 minutes, where I'm reading the Word, and just, but all the way throughout the day, I'm leaning into Him. I'm allowing him to speak into my life. I'm allowing him to comfort me that Holy Spirit that for him to comfort me and guide me and and lead me and that's what that's what the Holy Spirit is here for us. He's here for he's here to comfort us and guide us and to lead us. And that happens all throughout the day. So yes, there are times where, you know, I have these wonderful moments in worship and you know, I just started this new thing which I'm super thrilled about. I put my kids on the bus. I was never a bus mom. I look down on people that put their kids on the bus. I'm like, what? You put your kids on the bus? And then here I'm doing it. It's wonderful. If you haven't done it, it's fantastic. So you put your kids on the bus, and then they go to school, and then I have like 30 minutes before I have to go to work. And so what I've done recently is I turn on the music before I walk out to the bus, and when I come back into the house, the worship music's playing. It kind of sets the tone. So that has been something so awesome. But that is just this year. I mean, we're on day like. I don't know, week six of doing that. So, but it's been wonderful. So, find things like that that you can, you know, help your schedule rearrange. Don't feel like you're being selfish. You know, take those moments, but also just lean in all the time because He's always with you and He is ready. Just, I mean, just that simple, like, no, don't do that. Oh, do that. Oh, you know, and another thing is when you're in the car. I know it's so easy to turn on a podcast. But I have eight minutes by myself a day, literally. And it's when I get into the car and then I go to work. That's eight minutes. And just to have that practice of just having like silence, and it's weird. I'll be real honest, sometimes it's real weird. But it's just to have that silence for him to speak to you. Or you can, you know, pray, worship music, that kind of thing. I, I will encourage y'all, if you can, when you're alone in the car, to just have silence and see. I'm not saying every time, but just here and there, because it is pretty. It is pretty awesome. I sense that. Just to create yeah. those moments, you've got to create those moments. We do it for everything else in our lives. Create those moments for the Lord. It's so good, Tressa. Yeah,
4: Dorothy. Yeah, I would say um, since living alone, my prayer life has taken a a different turn. I have always been a very prayerful person. I've always found time to pray. Like like you said, it's all day, every day, all the time. Um, but I have found myself drawn to reach out to friends who I know and love, but maybe have not connected with in a while, and just ask how I can pray for them. And it's, it's been so incredibly rewarding to connect with friends from college, even friends from high school, and just say, hey, you were on my mind this week. How's life? What's going on? Take a few minutes and catch up with them. Man, there's heavy stuff going on that you don't even realize until you ask, hey, how are you? How can I pray for you? So just making a list of those names and situations and I find that at the end of the day because you know I'm, I'm alone and I'm not completely wiped out I have some energy to put into that time I used to be a hardcore morning Bible reader and now it's for me it's the end of the day that quiet in the evening so yeah my prayer life has has been affected by that by the season for sure
2: awesome. yes I would say amen to that too prayer is so important and and what has been so uh, has been beneficial to me is always to have, those praying friends, and uh, like have a if you're a part of a connect group, and quite often like when I was in Pastor Mary's connect group, and um, we would always go around the table and say, you know, what what do we need to pray for with you about this week, and and we would take those with us, and we would um, at home pray for each other and uh, being a part of the the prayer team and and here in, in Bartlesville getting together on wednesday morning for prayer and, and if i was in a in a tough spot uh, things were really bad um, i don't hesitate to text um, my the prayer team or, or, or text carrie hampton and she lets the rest of the prayer team know and just knowing that they're all praying uh, and it helps it really helps even though we're we're trusting. I'm trusting in God, but but just to know that they've got your back too, that they're praying for you, and uh, and also, you know, I love to praise and worship. like my all-time favorite thing. I love to I love to sing, and I love praise and worship, and and so sometimes just uh, you know listening or watching YouTube videos of uh, of. Uh, Bethel music or elevation or and and just listening and singing along is uh, is like worship, it's like prayer to me. And those words of those songs go with you. You know, you have a particular song that will just be going over your head and, and it it just it's healing and it's helpful.
1: Yeah. I feel like I kind of answered it. Yeah, you kind of <laughs> did. <laughs> That's right. You did a twofer for the first time.
0: Okay. Last question: What encouragement would you give to someone in a season of life that you've already been through? So
3: thinking, thinking back, a season two ago, what would you say? Have your husband get a vasectomy? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Wait, he's Leave back there. there. <laughs> it is. Even, sorry, baby. <laughs> After four kids, I mean, you know. She loves
0: all four of them. She loves all. I of-
3: love all of them. I love all of them, um, and. They're all wonderful, and I'm so thankful that God has given them to me. I feel like I need to say that disclaimer. (laughs) What what was the question again after
0: that? Now I'm all all hot. Uh, An encouragement for someone in a season of life you've already been through. So, like, you know, as a student or a young mom or early marriage. Yes, 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 yes.
3: Okay. um, Okay. Encouragement. um, So, yes. I, okay, so... Now I'm like, now I'm like, now I so bad, I said that. You I just, I can't come back from it. Um, well, I would say, <laughs> I would say not to compare yourself. I would say, I think as a young mom, it was so easy for me to do that. And even with the kids are younger, you know, and the society does it for you so much. It's like, well, this is a milestone. Well, my kid's walking it, you know, six months, Well, mine's walking it. mine's crawling my, you know, it's like embedded into your life where you compare all the time. And I think there was a lot of times where, probably days and moments were stolen from me because I was comparing, and I was like, oh, my kids aren't doing this, or oh, we're not there yet, or oh, we're not here. And really just just to enjoy every season of life that you're in because I know that I even like can think about times where, oh, as soon as the kids are out of the diapers, as soon as the kids are out of this, as soon as they're all in school, as soon as, you know, it's like just... Enjoy the season of life that God has you in right now. Find seasons, because it's all so great. It's all so wonderful. And we've heard it said so many times, but it goes along with just the comparing. It's like, don't look at somebody else's, you know, highlight reel to your reality. Like, God has placed you in your family. He's anointed you to raise your kids. He's anointed you to do your job to be your wife to, to your husband. He's anointed you to do that not anybody else's job, that's your job. So just stay in your lane, love every moment, don't compare um, to other people, because I think that's definitely just a joy robber for sure. Um, Don't get on WebMD, I've done that so many times, stolen many nights, Um, so yeah, just enjoy enjoy where you're at, because God has placed you for this season, for this time, for sure.
4: Yeah, I would definitely echo that wherever you are. So if you're a college student, if you're a young, newlywed or single or married, whatever season you're in, find the best aspects of that season and just go hard. So if you are a mother of elementary school kids, I mean, embrace that chaos. I know it's exhausting. Oh my goodness, I have three, I know. Um, Just, you know, get involved in the areas where you know you're, you're plugged in. This is what I do, whether it's their school, whether it's volunteering at church, be the house that their friends want to hang out in. Like open your home up. Anytime a kid stops at your door to sell something for band or orchestra, Boy Scout popcorn or cheesecake for, buy it. Put it in the freezer or the pantry. I cannot tell you, there was a snow day where I think I counted 28 kids in my house. This was a bigger house, 28 kids in my house on a snow day and it was because they just, they piled in. I made a fire, I'm pulling stuff out of the freezer. They ate everything we had i it was insane. It was insane. I finally got in the car and said, I'm going to get pizza and drove four, four miles an hour, and five of them wanted to ride with me, and it was just super fun. And we went and got food. But just whatever it is that you're doing, if you're a college student, I mean, think about the best parts of college. It is exhausting, and it's hard. It's also so fun. Um, embrace your time in the dorms with your friends. You know, Date intelligently, carefully, but have fun doing that as well. Um, any season that you're in, I would just say pinpoint those things that make it great. Not the things you're missing, not the things you wish you had. Don't try to fly through the season that you're in. You know, that is that is not okay. Take your time to just kind of dwell in there, enjoy it. Ask God what he has for you in that season. And just, yeah, like I said, go hard. Find all the good things and do it.
2: Uh, to add to that, I'd, I'd like to say that if, you know, if you... If you have a calling from God on your life, um, you need to be obedient to that and, um, and stick with it. And sometimes uh, people, you might get discouraged and uh, wanna give up hope, but you need to trust that, that God will make a way. He will, and uh, um, yeah, uh, finish what you start. And, and, uh, and also, if you know the, if, if you have a calling on your life, the enemy is going to be trying to prevent you from doing that for sure, like he was trying to prevent us to make it to Pahuska, but, but you have to have that tenacity to follow through. And uh, um, I like to say that uh, um, that tenacity is my superpower. And if we have the tenacity of God, and we have His God backing us, you know, it it is a superpower. And uh, um, let's see, what else did I want to say? Uh, it's it's difficult to, to cast your cares on the Lord. You know, it it, it is, but but you just um, you just have to do it. You have to. Uh, uh, Tell him everything. Tell him what you're going through, and and uh, and he will, he will be your comfort. He will be if if you're feeling dark, he will be your light. If you're feeling, uh, if you're feeling uh, weak, he will be your strength. If you're if you're losing hope, he will be he will give you that hope. He will be your everything. So let God be your everything. Ashley,
0: is there anything you wanted to say?
1: Um, I think they, I think you all kind of hit all those seasons. You did that really, really well. I think maybe the only thing that I would say is that it's important to name it. Like, kind of like what Jerry is just saying. Like, it's it's okay to be in a season that you're needing to maybe, you're enduring. And it's not, you're not all flourishing, you know. Um, But if we just name it and aren't afraid of it and, you know, just confront it be be there be in it ask for the help um whether that's from god or the people around you or whatever and um i think that we just have a tendency to um avoid and once pretend like it's not there but you're not gonna get through something that you're not willing to name first that's
0: good uh, would you thank these ladies for sharing their wisdom yes thank you Thank you for listening to the City Women Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation, and it encourages you as you walk through whatever season of life you currently find yourself in. We will be back next week with another great conversation. In the meantime, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at OK.